Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by a special guest speaker. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. Yay, thank you. Someone just say fire. Fire. Freedom. Freedom. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. No limits. This is a powerful place. I almost got electrified during worship. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Amen. Glory. Well, what a joy it is to be here. We had a great afternoon meeting and just love this place. So thankful for Joaquin and Renee and Eddie and Megan and the team here. And God's doing good things here. It's not just, you know, in this house, but God's doing great things in this region. This is an important region of the world. And you're significant. And I just believing this meeting's going to, um, it's already radically impacted me. And it's going to increase even more. And, and I'm just sensing there's people who aren't normally here. And there's somebody here who, um, you know, you're just really at the end of things. And I want, to, I want to tell you, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Just say, I'm going to be okay. I mean, we're going to be more than okay. But somebody just needs to hear, I'm going to be okay. And, and somebody's in the room who's, who's just at that place. And, and um, you're going to look back in a year from now, and you're going to say, wow, look what the Lord did. Look what he did. And it's just even in, in, in prayer tonight and, and just thinking about some things, some things that stood out to me. Um, I just saw the I-35 corridor on fire. I just, uh, I've seen that before, but I saw it again. The I-35 corridor is on fire. It's uh, from all the way from Canada down to Mexico. It, that corridor is, is key. Um, I heard this, that uh, God's healing relationships tonight. God's healing relationships. Uh, someone who's had difficulty relating with leaders, you're going to get breakthrough in relating with leaders. You're going to get breakthrough. And, and the, it's a season of favor for you. Um, someone needs to hear this. Relax. Um, you're trying too hard. <laughs> Just relax. You're, you're trying too hard. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, that's probably a word for you. <laughs> <laughs> I also heard this, um, somebody who's having a purity battle, God's going to give you a new creative idea to bring breakthrough, and that you're going to release that idea on others to give breakthrough to thousands. Uh-huh. And I heard this, try one more time. Someone who's here that, try one more time. 
Yeah, just try one more time. And then lastly, I heard this, that um, these words, don't worry about the door that's not opening. Look up and see the door that is opening. Yeah, don't worry about the door that's not opening. Look up and see the door that is opening. I know in my life I've been so frustrated at times about a door that I wanted to open that wouldn't open. Why don't we just laugh at that, by the way? <laughs> that I couldn't even see where I had favor. And, and follow your favor, it's leading somewhere. You know, tonight, tonight's meeting is like a party. Anybody else sense that? I remember when I was pastoring in, in Round Mountain, Nevada in 1991 to 2001, and the Lord was just trying to break off of me um, control. Control of me, control of what's around me, control of what was under my leadership. And I remember there was, um, there was a ministry called Circuit Rider Tent Ministries. Spawned out of Seattle, it spawned out of the Toronto Blessing. And many of you know the Toronto Blessing just impacted the church in the 90s. And they called me up, and I was the only charismatic Pentecostal church within a long way. I was just, we we're so rural and isolated. And, and they wanted to bring their tent to my city. <laughs> and I knew, my mind said, these, these are the Christians your mom warned you about. Yeah, some of them are here tonight. <laughs> I've kept my eyes open tonight. <laughs> Especially sitting next to Eddie. That guy, that guy makes me a little nervous. <laughs> he, he makes me a little nervous. <laughs> and before my mind could say no, my spirit said, yes, bring your tent. Mm -hmm. And so they brought their tent. And they had their tent in our city for 10 days. It's more of a town. It's not a city. It's a... And they had a sign on the tent that troubled me. And the, here was the sign. It's, it said this, the party is here. <laughs> ha. I was troubled and uncomfortable with that sign. I said, this is church. What do you mean the party is here? Ha. I mean, there was a couple, one other guy leading the tent, and these three people were barely functional. I mean, they were barely, I mean, one would lead worship, and the speaker would, you know, he'd crawl to the pulpit. And he'd pull himself up to the pulpit and just lean over the pulpit like this, not saying anything. Except every once in a while, I'd go, ho! <laughs> I was watching that, and I, I was uncomfortable sitting out there. <laughs> this doesn't seem decent and in order. <laughs> this doesn't seem, I thought it was supposed to be decent and in order. Later on, the Lord told me, yes, cemeteries are decent and in order. <laughs> Cemeteries. 
<laughs> and I was talking to the Lord. He said, Lord, uh, nothing's happening. So, you know, and he says, yeah, there's something happening, Steve, and this meeting's all about you. Because <laughs> I'm going to break something off you, because, you know, where you're going, this, this fear and control and I, that thing, you can't take that with you where you're going. Whew. And I stayed in the tent noon and night. My, you know, if I wouldn't have wanted to go, my, my wife, Wendy, would have made me go because she knew what I needed. <laughs> and by the 10th day, I hung in there for 10 days. And by the 10th day, I became one of them. <laughs> ho! 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 I was... Whew! <laughs> and we had a Baptist pastor and his wife visiting the tent on the last day. And by then, I was ready to lay hands suddenly on someone, or I was going to blow up. <laughs> Anybody ever felt that? Yeah. Ah, pray for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> It's after the meeting, I mean, at the end of the meeting, we, we called them for us. Hey, Lee Gale, you want to come on up and can we just pray for you? And they, they, they said yes. And so we, we prayed for them. And the moment we laid hands on them, they both fell out under the power. And, didn't even, and that wasn't a courtesy fall either. <laughs> he got hit. They got hit by the power of God in that meeting. And he was a changed man. He was an absolute change man. He said I was baptized, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit that night. He, he was different. He invited me to preach in his church. And, and, and just it's so powerful when you actually let God upgrade your wineskin. Yeah, I mean, I think there's two, you know, in my opinion, there's two main components of a new wineskin. Jesus said in Mark 2.22, you can't put new wine in an old wineskin. I mean, the two the two main components is one, how you think, and, and the other is, is whether you, you're going to go deeper in the river of Holy Spirit. And you know, every time I go deeper in the river of Holy Spirit, it, it always seems to be uncomfortable. <clears throat> I used to think, you know, uh, if it was uncomfortable, it wasn't God. Let's laugh at that. Ha <laughs> ha. Yep, I'm uncomfortable. God's a gentleman. His highest priority is my comfort. <laughs> I found out that's not true. <laughs> Every time I go deeper, I, oh man, or the first time I ever dance in church. Man, I, well, it's always the worship leaders who are causing problems. <laughs> I get saved. Everybody raise your hand. Oh, not that. Oh, I don't know, this, is, this is uncomfortable. This can't be God because it feels uncomfortable. <laughs> but then after a while, whoo, whoa. Oh, no. I didn't wait for the worship leader to say, raise your hand. I just raised my hand. He started letting go. Somebody in the room tonight is going to let go of the riverbank. 
Someone's got, someone's actually going to let go. And I mean, in the Holy Spirit and just let go. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the room who's a great person in the Word is, is going to be known as a great person in Holy Spirit anointing and power and freedom within this room. And I love you. I, I wrote a blog. I, I write, I do a podcast and blog every week. And I, I did one a few weeks ago. Um, come into the party. Luke 15, 28, <clears throat> talking about the elder brother. But he was angry and refused to go in. Ha. It's been me a few times. The symptoms, and you know, in the prodigal son, Luke 15, you got three main characters, father, elder brother, and prodigal. And the symptoms of an elder brother mindset are anger and resentment at perceived unfairness, performing for love and approval, seeing the blessings of others as a threat to our own blessings, jealousy, pride, misusing the gift of discernment to primarily identify what is wrong. I think I'll read that one again. <laughs> misusing the gift of discernment to primarily identify what is wrong, perpetual reluctance to rejoice or let go and celebrate in life, and withdrawal from relationships because of fear and the need to control outcomes. I, I, I can relate to all that because that, that was me. Elder brother mindset. By, by the way, people are getting delivered from elder brother mindsets tonight. And, and, and they're coming to the party. You know, I, 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 I like churches like this because if you're going to stay, you got to come into the party. <laughs> Because if you're not going to come into the party, it's going to be hard to be here. <laughs> but I understand if you're here and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> I used to be very uncomfortable. But, but the Lord, you're going to get through it. Just say, I'm going to get through it. Whew. Let's just see what else we got here. I shared this at two. I was talking about incredible hearing. I talked about the power of hearing and the hearing of faith and that God's plan for us to get into the kingdom and advance in the kingdom is the same. It's to hear good news and believe it. That's his process. His process of growth is for us to hear something. Faith comes by hearing. The, the kingdom of God is not moved forward by good behavior. It's moved forward by good beliefs. Uh, good behavior is important, but the, the old covenant was moved forward by good behavior, by works. The new covenant is moved forward by beliefs. We're called believers. It should tip us off on what we're supposed to do. <laughs> kind of makes sense. You know I mean? The, the greatest question in 2020 is not, Lord, what do you want me to do? The greatest question is, Lord, what do you want me to believe? What should I believe? It's a superior question than what should I do? Because if we're only asking God what to do, we're actually missing the key to breakthrough and the missing the key to spiritual advancement. What do you want me to believe, Father? What do you want me to believe about me, you, people, circumstances? What do you want me to 
what do you want me to renew my mind with? And I just believe this, that um, God wants us to get our hopes up. He wants to get, yeah, I think about Jesus. Uh, Jesus said in John, I think 20, verse 21, he said, As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Now, I want to read out of Luke 4, when Jesus started his ministry, what he said. He said he's going to do five things. Listen to the five things that he said is my assignment and my calling. He said, the Spirit, of the, sovereign, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Listen to these five things he's anointed him to do. One, to proclaim. By the way, say proclaim. proclaim. To proclaim good news to the poor. Wow. Oh. Someone just go, hmm. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> the first thing that Jesus anointed to do is to say something. And then here's the second one. Um, he has sent me to proclaim. By the way, say proclaim. proclaim. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. Wow. So his assignment was to tell people in a captive experience, you're free. People captive to poverty, people captive to depression, people captive to addictions, people captive to family dysfunction. I proclaim freedom to you. You're free. Now, it's not the only thing that's done, but it's the beginning thing that's done. Someone has to get people's hopes up. Sounds like Jesus was doing that. And recovery of sight to the blind, that's number three. To set at liberty those who are oppressed, that's number four. Here's the fifth thing. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Just say proclaim. Wow. So Jesus' assignment... At least three of these, it could be argued more, was to tell people, get your hopes up. Hey, poor, hey, you're poor. Hey, I got good news for you. There's an answer for that. You can come out of that thing. I mean, that's the only good news there really is to the poor. I mean, you're going to come out of that. And, and, you know, freedom to the captives. I remember uh, I love Joyce Myers. Many of you know Joy's powerful female teacher, just boom. Remember when she first started her ministry, she was still smoking cigarettes, and she didn't want to smoke cigarettes. But after a meeting, she'd go lay down in her car in the back seat and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> and I heard that while she was smoking, she would say, I am free from nicotine. She was proclaiming freedom to her own captivity. And, and then, I mean, this last one, to proclaim, to proclaim this is the year, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Wow. You know what? I, you know what? I'm going to say this to you. This is the year of the Lord's favor in your life. This is it. You say, well, brother, I'm not so sure. 
I'm not so sure you should say those things. Because what if you get people's hopes up? <laughs> what if you get people's hopes up and it's not a good year? You shouldn't say that. It's going to be the year of favor of the Lord. I mean, by the way, nobody wants to follow hopeless leaders. How many of you, you know, for Winnie the Pooh, how many of you would like to have Pastor Eeyore? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's good to see everybody again. I just, just want to let you know things are just going to get worse. <laughs> it's just, this, you know, I'm sensing this is going to be just a really bad year for us. Yeah, just keep watching the news, feed on that. Let's just laugh at Pastor Eeyore. <laughs> I mean, there's two ways to live. You, you can live a hopeless life and never be disappointed. Someone say boo. Or you can live a hope-filled life with occasional disappointment. Yeah. I mean, I was talking about the, you know, the Texas Longhorns. You ever heard of that team today? I got to always be culturally relevant. I'm, I'm going to be in Columbus, Ohio next weekend. I got to remember where I am. You know, I can't say go, I can't say go Michigan blue there. You know, no, no, I mean, I, mean I, 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 I preach in Norman. I preach in College Station. I, you know, I've been, I got, but you know, the Longhorns are the best. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if I believe that, do you? <laughs> I was talking today. I mean, before the game, they're not talking about how they're feeling. Wow, does it feel like it's going to be a good game today? <sighs> yep. Don't 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 say anything too positive. Yeah, don't get your hopes up. Just, just, you know, just, just say, why don't we just say, let's just try to not get injured today. <laughs> no, I mean, they're radicals. Yeah, I mean, I just, they're, they're you know, I, I, if, you, if, you're, if you're in the locker room, man, they're not talking defeat. They're talking. They're, they're, they're talking victory. They're talking about we're going to bring it. We're not going to wait to see what's going to happen. We're going to cause what's going to happen. Remember I played football and I was a freshman in high school and <clears throat> I was pretty passive and my goal, my goal in football was not to get hit. <laughs> I mean, people would, I mean, I just, in practice, I mean, people would just, they knew that, and they just, I mean, they just knocked me on my rear end. I mean, I was just trying to, you know, and, and one day, one day, I got knocked on my rear end, and I got up, and I said this, I'm not taking this anymore. 
I'm not taking this anymore. I got righteous anger. I don't know if it was righteous, but it felt righteous. And I said, I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting for someone to hit me. I'm going to hit them. <laughs> and I started bringing it. People in practice in the games, they had to keep an eye out. Where's, where's Backland? <laughs> ah, he's over there. I'm safe. <laughs> I remember as a younger Christian, I was, my goal, I was passive, and my goal was not to get hit in the spirit at all. I oh, hope nothing bad happens today. Oh, hope that person's not in church. You know? <laughs> I hope I don't feel any discouragement today. Hope there's not a spirit of heaviness in the service. I got knocked on my spiritual rear end all the time until one day I just said, I'm not taking it anymore. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking it. I'm not going to be passive. I'm not going to wait to see what the day is going to bring. Well, I'm going to wake up in the morning. How do I feel? Okay. Asking how we feel is the wrong question. You know, the, the right question is, what, you know, it's not what do I feel, it's what do I believe today? What do I believe today? Oh, that's right. I believe everywhere I go, revival breaks out. I, I believe, I believe that I, I'm a powerful husband. I believe that this area of my life where I'm struggling in, there's answers. And... And just say, say, thank you, Lord, just for breaking passivity off of us. Breaking that thing off. And, I mean, we only got one shot at this thing called life. I mean, David, he, he, he must have gone, I was joked today that Paul went to a, must have gone to a blab it and grab it, name it and claim it church. Well, David must have gone to the same church. I mean, he's, <clears throat> he, here's what he's saying going after Goliath. He said, this day the Lord has given you into my hand. I'm going to cut your head off. I mean, he didn't even have a sword. I mean, you think, you think you're, you're wild in your declarations. I mean, he was in the old covenant saying that kind of stuff. You're going to feed your carcass to the birds of the air. He was bringing it. He somehow learned out there with the sheep, the lion, and the bear. I mean, he somehow learned to bring it. Now, when I wake up, I don't, I don't usually feel euphoric. <laughs> Matter of fact, I can't remember any. I mean, it's rare I felt euphoric. It's, oh, man. First thought, oh. <laughs> But I'm learning to bring it. I'm learning not to be passive. Learning not to wait. Well, I hope I don't get hit today with anything. And, you know, so, so much of it is, is about what we say. I remember I, 
I was talking about getting frustrated at worship leaders. Here's a, another thing. By the way, I love the worship team here. <laughs> I, I, yes. I remember I would get frustrated because the worship leaders would just have me sing the same phrase over and over again. I was thinking, I want to move on. <laughs> and, and, and the Lord said, Steve, that's the only way I can get you to say it. It's the only way I can get you to say something higher than what you're experiencing is if there's music. That's why worship's so powerful. That's why it's hard to have unbelief in a room like this. I mean, during worship tonight, it was hard to have. I was ready to rip off some devil head. <laughs> I, I was ready to bring it. I said, ah, let me out, coach. Put me in the game. <laughs> and we sang some stuff tonight. Man, I am, I am bold, no fear inside. That, that's radical. Just say I'm bold. Yeah, spread my wings, open my life. I am strong and full of life. I am steadfast, no compromise. Man, I said that. Faith comes by hearing and said, that's true. That's true. It didn't feel as true until I said it. Ha ha. And I remind him that's true. Wow. What else did we sing? I mean, this is. Yeah. You are for me. What can stand against us? Whew. That was good. Darkness shadows have no power over me. Yeah, that's, that's a good word. I know your thoughts, your plans for me are good. Woo, when I sang that, I got excited. I said, that's right. Almost slipped off. Almost slipping off into some pessimism. <laughs> and then we said, I don't know how many times we sang this one. <laughs> I don't know if anybody was counting. Your promises never fail. Yeah. Hey, there's a part of me that doesn't want to believe that. I mean, the devil's not only the accuser of the brethren, he's the accuser of God to the brethren. what he did to Eve in the garden. God's your problem. He's not fair. <laughs> oh, I, I reminded myself. And you know, the Lord basically says, see, if I want you to say it without music, why don't you start saying it without music? Why don't you get radical in saying it without music? 
And I'm not, I'm not saying it to convince you. I'm saying it to convince me. Because there's a stronghold in me that doesn't want to believe it. With music, I'll believe it. Because mu- music, music and laughter opens the gatekeeper of the mind to actually receive. But once we get past music and are able to say it, then, then we're, we're at a whole new level of it. Um, it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5, it says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. And it says, We demolish arguments. Just say, I demolish arguments. We demolish arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Now, one of the reasons we make declarations is because you can't think a lie when you speak the truth. That's why David, I'm sure he was a little nervous going after Goliath. (laughs) What I get myself into here. (laughs) But he said something. He counteracted that with, with, with what he said. And I love it, you know, the greatest strongholds blocking the purposes of God are not regional demonic principalities. They're belief systems in the minds of Christians. The greatest strongholds blocking the purposes of God are not regional demonic principalities. They're belief systems in the minds of Christians. I mean, we don't discount the devil, and certainly there's a time to deal directly with the devil. I know that. But the devil's not our biggest problem. What we believe is our biggest problem. The Bible says, the truth will make me free. So every area of my life where I believe truth in, I get free. Every area of my life where I believe lies, I'm not free. And if I'm free, it doesn't sound like the devil's bugging me very much. Just a thought. If I'm free, it doesn't sound like... Because if we first get free in our emotions, then we start getting free in our circumstances. Truth brings freedom to our emotions and then into our circumstances. Even to put on the full armor of God in Ephesians 6, you got to believe something to get those pieces on. They don't just fly on you automatically. You got the helmet of salvation. Whew, putting my thinking, the benefits of my salvation. Wow, that's powerful. And then the shield of faith, the shield of good beliefs. Where's it, what's it say? That you can quench some of the fiery darts? How many? All? That'll mess up some people's theology. <laughs> All, man. And so the weapons of our warfare, because, I mean, in that great spiritual warfare passage, the only command that's given is to take thoughts captive. And one of the ways to take thoughts captive is, is through what we say. And it's faith comes by hearing again. And you can't change your life without changing how you talk. At some point, we have to talk higher than what we're experiencing. At some point. It's never going to be convenient. It's never a convenient time. Yep, now it's all lined up together. 
Got no problems, no emotional issues, all good news on TV, no financial pressures, no personal weaknesses. Yep, now it's all lined up. Yep, now I'm going to start renewing my mind. <laughs> I remember when I first started learning about this in the early 90s. I, Wendy and I, my wife Wendy and I, we had really no outward signs of success. We had a lot of things telling us we were failures. Let me just share a bunch of these with you. I'll tell you the season we were in when we started radically renewing our minds. Um, and I'll tell you some, some of the signs, and after each one, you guys laugh, okay? All right. We had a non-successful car. <laughs> I had a non-successful salary. <laughs> My hair was starting to get non-successful. Ha <laughs> My church size was not successful. <laughs> Let's give an extra laugh on that one. <laughs> Our home, which was uh, right next to the church, which was a single-wide old trailer called the Parsonage, was not successful. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> And it was in that season the Lord says, hey, Steve, I want you to start thinking and talking higher. I want you to start believing better now. So, Lord, can I make a deal with you? When things start getting better in my life, then I'll start believing better. Is that okay with you? And he said, no. <laughs> he said, it's not okay. Because that's not how this thing works. How this thing works, there has to come a time where you start talking and thinking higher than what you're feeling and experiencing. It's called faith. Wow, imagine that. I used to have the attitude, Lord, I'll believe when I see. Yes, amen. I'm a great man of faith. I believe after I see. <laughs> he said, that, yeah, that, we really applaud that, Steve. That's really noble. You believe after you see it in your experience. You're, you're a great man of fact. <laughs> then I, but he says, There's, you believe and then you see. And the strongholds in our mind, you know, we, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God to pull down strongholds. You know why they're called strongholds? Because they have a stronghold. <laughs> I, mean, I know that's profound. As Californians, we're, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't want to go there. <laughs> I know I was doing well when I said what I said about the Longhorns, but 
California. We bless California. Great state. Great state. And so, yeah, it's a stronghold. It's got a stronghold. It doesn't want to go. That's why when you start saying things higher than what you're experiencing, it puts pressure on your stronghold. Your stronghold's going to start, it's going to put pressure on your life. Nope. Ah, uh-uh, mm-mm. Can't say that. Mm-mm. I remember he said, when I'm hardly influencing anybody in Nevada, he says, I want you to say, I want you to start saying I radically influence nations. I said, Lord, shouldn't I wait until I'm radically influencing nations before I say I'm radically influencing nations? Ha ha. He said, no, if you don't say it, you probably never do it. And when I started saying it, there was warfare. There wasn't warfare when I was just saying, well, my goal is to just pay my bills every month. And when you start, you start saying things higher than what you're experiencing, it puts pressure on your stronghold. It's pressure. I said, you know, my stronghold said, no, you can't say that. All the old lies, are, you know, would come up. You know, the, the old classics he gave me, there's something uniquely wrong with you lie. Let's just laugh at that lie. Ha, <laughs> ha. <laughs> you are a failure lie. Let's laugh at that one. Ha, 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 ha. You're less than all the other leaders you know lie. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha. <laughs> Puts pressure. Ah, you can't say that. Settle for life as it is, Steve. Play it safe. Don't get your hopes up. I, uh, I'm, I'm with radicals tonight. You know, I just, you know, I'm asking the Lord, who am I talking to tonight? He says, Steve, you're talking to great people tonight. You're talking to great people. You're talking to people who are one belief away from a tipping point. You're talking to people who want to do it right. That's who you're talking to. The devil's a liar. I mean, the only weapon he's got is a lie. All he's got is a mouth. I mean, he's been disarmed, defeated. He has no arms, no feet. Thank you for that courtesy laugh on that. <laughs> Make the speaker feel good with a corny joke. So declarations are a powerful weapon to demolish strongholds. The other weapon, you know, we shared on this this afternoon, is the weapon of laughter. God, how many know God invented laughter? And he does not regret it. Ha, <laughs> Laughter is a powerful weapon. I used to be a joy-impaired, laughter-impaired Christian. (laughs) Some would be crying in church, oh, yes, amen. God is moving. And he probably was moving. Someone laughing, I'd be troubled and uncomfortable. (laughs) They really got it. They wouldn't be laughing. (laughs) 
But I found out laughter, to laugh, you have to let go of something. You start declaring and start to dismantle the stronghold. Just, or when you were able to laugh at the lies fueling the stronghold, it starts to disempower them. To laugh, you have to let go of something. I've been married to my wife, Wendy, over 40 years. We love each other. We're best friends. But we still don't always agree with each other. Let's just laugh at that. <laughs> and when we're not agreeing, especially when I think she's really wrong, I'm not laughing. Because if I laugh, she'll think things are okay. <laughs> things are not okay. I'm a victim of you. My joy depends on your behavior, Wendy. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <clears throat> Wendy, for me to walk in biblical joy, I need you to do what I think you should be doing. How many know when I finally laughed? <laughs> How many know I've let go of that thing? Whatever that thing was, anger, manipulation, frustration, whatever I was pulling out of my relational toolkit. Because <laughs> you can't hold on to those things and laugh at the same time. You've got to let go of one or the other. If you're going to hold on to anger and frustration, you're, you're going to let go of laughter. And I know we don't laugh all the time. We weep with those who weep, and sometimes in brave communication, we're not laughing. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. And, and, and laughter, I've written books on, laugh, uh, on laughter, um, Possessing Joy, A Secret to Strength and Longevity. I, I've got a, a Let's Just Laugh at That for Kids book. It's, uh, it dismantles lies that uh, children are tempted to believe. I'm actually tempted to believe. You know, like the first one in this book, let's just laugh at the lie that's in here. The first one, um, it's not fair. <laughs> Anybody got a child six through ten? Yep, right here in, yep, on the edge. Yes, there you go. Um, okay. So that's there. We got a book called Let's Just Laugh at That for Adults as well, and using the power of laughter to break off the absurdity of getting our beliefs from the past instead of what God says. So let's, uh, let me just give you a few lies. Many of you have done this before, but some of you, this is just a new weapon to, to pull out. I'm going to give you a few lies. Just, uh, just do an experiment and laugh, and why don't you just laugh just a little bit louder than you were planning? <laughs> Except for some of you, that makes me nervous. <laughs> let's, just, let's just start with this basic lie. Um, when you pray for people, nothing happens. <laughs> How about this one? Central Texas 
is an impossible region for a worldwide revival to break out from. <laughs> As a matter of fact, because of Central Texas's sinful history, God doesn't even like this region. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good one. Um, you do not remember names well. Whoo! Oh, aha! That's funny. How many of you know we're not who our experience says we are? We are who God says we are. We don't, deny that, we don't deny the past, but we just don't get our beliefs from it. How about uh, um, this one? Things are only going to get worse in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. Here's one. You don't really have what it takes to succeed. <laughs> and then one of the devil's all-time favorite lies, laughter in the church is from the devil. <laughs> So what I want to do, let me just, uh, I want to just give you like, before the team comes up, just give you um, just a few keys for victory and breakthrough. So just a few things, things that I've learned and, you know, we've already shared some tonight, but let me just give you more, some more specific ones. Um, one, of the, one of the keys is this, is to celebrate progress, not perfection. Now... The, the religious mindset only, uh, only will celebrate and become joyful with perfection, but families celebrate and become joyful with progress. And, and really, you know, under a religious mind, you know, I, I was reading like in Romans 14, 17, it says, the kingdom of God is not about meat and drink, but about righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Spirit. Now, now joy is one third of the kingdom. And as I was noticing the first 15 years of my Christian life, uh, there weren't many messages on joy. And I asked the Lord why, and I felt like he said this. He said, Steve, because under a religious mindset, it's impossible, impossible to be joyful. Because if you're joyful, you're not understanding things. Because if you really understood things, you'd understand God has just about had enough of you. <laughs> Just about had enough of you. <laughs> He's so frustrated and disappointed with you. He's about ready to implode. 
You prayed one hour, you should have prayed two. You fasted for three days, but you had a marshmallow on day two. <laughs> and now God is angry. Marshmallow looks so good. I don't even like marshmallows. The family celebrate progress. You know, like we've got, we've got seven grandchildren. Our, our oldest, Caden, was learning to walk. Caden's mother, our daughter, Heidi, would send us texts and would say, Caden uh, took a step. I'd become joyful. Woohoo! Yay! Hey, my grandson took a step. And Kate, uh, Heidi never texted me. Caden uh, fell down again. He fell down 54 times today. <laughs> He's such a disappointment to us. He's an embarrassment to our church, I mean our family. If parents were like many Christian leaders and their toddlers trying to walk and falling down, here's what they would say to the toddler. Quit trying to walk. You're being presumptuous and prideful. It's clear you do not have the gift of walking. Because if you had the gift of walking, you wouldn't be struggling so much. It wouldn't be so hard for you. Besides, if he had the gift of walking, he'd already be walking. Don't you know walking ceased with the apostles? <laughs> I think I'll say that one again. Don't you know walking ceased with the apostles? It's clear. <laughs> It's clear that in God's infinite wisdom and superior sovereignty, that He has predestined you with the gift of crawling. <laughs> Be content in the state you're in. Don't try for anything more. If God wants you to be a walker, he'll just zap you, poof, and you'll walk with no struggle. Let's just laugh at that. That is ridiculous. That's how I used to think. If it's hard, I don't have the gift. If I had the gift, it'd be easy. That's just low-level thinking. Those who succeed most also seem to fail most. Every time I try to go higher in something, I'm usually falling down, you know. 
Let's just laugh at a few lies here. Um, if you tried to speak in front of other people and it was difficult for you, you struggled, it means you do not have the gift of speaking. <laughs> Let's give an extra laugh on that one. <laughs> if, you did, if you tried to walk in joy and hope, but you kept falling down into discouragement and depression, it means you do not have the gift or ability to walk in joy and hope. Ha, ha, ha. Because if you had the gift, it'd be easy. If you try to lead something and it didn't go well, it means you did not have the gift of leadership. <laughs> I don't stay constantly euphoric. I just, I, I just want to make my low places higher and not stay as long. I used to go this low and stay two weeks. Now I just go this low and stay two hours. Yes, I'm growing. Used to be one week I'd grow. Yay. Closing the gap. Closing the gap. The religious perfectionistic mindset blocks people. It actually causes people to bury their talents. Subconsciously, my hero used to be in Matthew 25, the, the guy who had one talent who buried it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that guy's wise. <clears throat> He's not taking any risks. <laughs> that's a wise Christian there. He's, he's safe. My, my goal was not to fail, you know. I said, Lord, yeah, I had a good year. I didn't fail. He says, yeah, but you didn't do anything. <laughs> you just stayed in the same mediocrity because of your fear of failure, your fear of pride, your fear of abundance, your fear of success. You know, I mean, all of that. And by the way, all that's just getting broken off people tonight. Getting broken off people tonight. And I, we got we to gotta increase our talents. I remember when I, I felt like, you know, I started writing books and it just felt, you know, I was going, the stronghold in me said, you can't do that. Mm-mm. You can't do that. You know, so, and, I said, I was, and it's selfish. It's selfish. And I was talking to the Lord about it. I said, Lord, it feels selfish. He says, Steve, I want to let you know if you don't write books, it's selfish. You're burying your talent. You're not giving what you got. It's selfish. Say, so what about pride? You know what I've noticed about the Lord? He can, he can deal with pride. Anybody understand that? Yeah. I, I, got, you know, I start thinking too much of myself, and I think I'm better than other people. Uh, he's got ways to deal with that. <laughs> Pride, pride doesn't mean you, that you think you're great. Pride means you think you're greater than other people. All of us are great. I'm great. You're great. We need to arise and shine. You're great. I need your greatness because there's greatness in you that I need. I need you to rise and shine. I need you to fully, fully show up because nobody can say it like you.
Whew. One more. One more. Hmm. Let me just give you this one, and then then we'll close, and our team is going to can't wait for our team to get up here. It's going to be so good. Um, I rent a lot of cars because I travel a lot. And sometimes I'll, when I rent a car, I'll turn the engine on and there's something playing on the radio I do not like. Wouldn't it be a bummer if I thought, oh, no, now I need to listen to this the whole trip? You'd say, hey, Steve, listen to these words. You are powerful. You can change the channel <laughs> and listen to what you want to listen to. Whoa. Wow. I didn't know it was that powerful. <laughs> By the way, I'm hearing Jehovah's Zapper is in the, in, in the room. <laughs> That's just a side note. <laughs> I got a car. It was Oklahoma City. I got a car there. Turn on. It's a brand new car. Turn on the engine. Something's playing, and I can't figure out how to change the channel. I can't even figure out how to turn it down. Knobs in between the seats turning. Screen, icons, arrows. <laughs> Nothing worked. <laughs> but after about 30 minutes, I finally figured out how to change the channel. Ha-ha. <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's radio waves in this room right now. If we had the right receiver, we could, we could pick it up. Now, our spirit, God's wired our spirit to be a receiver of things in the spirit realm. And we, we can tune in. There's all kinds of channels playing. I mean, the devil, he's got a, he's got a few channels. Yeah. And he's got the accuser of the brethren channel. I tune in every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, amen. I say, oh, that sounds really true. Let me turn that thing up. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> He's got the You Are a Failure channel. It's a popular channel for many Christians. They tune in, oh, I'm a... Yep, that's true. That feels, if it, if it feels this true, it's got to be true. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, you look at guys in the Bible, one of the things that the prophetic ministry does is it's to change the channel in our self-talk purpose of prophetic ministry is to change the channel our self-talk. I mean, Gideon, he was listening, you know, many of you know the story, Judges 6. I mean, he was listening to all kinds of bad channels. He was listening to the It's Too Late channel. Let's just laugh at that channel. Yeah, it's, it's too late, it's too late. Let's just bunker down. Let's go up on a mountain, wait for Jesus to come. It's too late. <laughs> Ah, amen. He was listening <laughs> to the God has abandoned us channel. He's left our nation channel. Ah, amen. He was listening to miracles don't happen around me channel. 
<laughs> and God says, change the channel. He said, this is what I want you to listen to. I want you to change it to this channel. You are a great leader channel. And you have an anointing to save a nation channel. Whew. That's what I want you to listen to in your self-talk. Abraham, he was listening to a very popular channel. It's the You're Too Old channel. <laughs> let's, give an ex let's, give, yeah, let's give a laugh on that one. <laughs> You're Too Old channel. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. My best days are in the past. Oh, that's, that's, that's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> God said, I want you to change the channel to your most important days of your whole life are still ahead channel. Woo! Yes! That's what I want you to listen to. Peter, after he denied Christ three times, he, he was listening to the You Are a Failure channel, I Blew It channel. God doesn't have a plan for me channel. <laughs> yeah, let's laugh at those channels. Yeah. And, and the Lord said, change the channel. You're a great leader. Feed my sheep channel. Moses was listening to the no one will listen to me channel. <laughs> it's a popular channel as well. And, and, and the Lord just said, change the channel. You're, you're going to deliver a nation channel. And miracles are going to create breakthrough channel. So you know what? Here's what I want to say. Here's the indicator that we, we know we need to change the channel. Is what we're listening to doesn't give us hope. Change the channel. Even if God corrects us, there's going to be hope. That's why prophetic is so powerful. That's why I love this church, because you value the prophetic. You, you tell people who they really are. You break off the agreement with past experience here. And, and you know, what I'm, what I'm hearing tonight is that the Lord is supernaturally causing people to be able to change the channel in their self-talk. And even if you fall back down into, ah, yeah, okay, the accuser of the brethren, I'm a failure channel, even if you listen to that for a day or two, you are, you're going you're gonna to do it. You're going to walk in this, what I'm talking about. You know, some say, well, I just can't do it. I, you know, can't figure out how to change the channel. I do all the stuff, declarations, laugh at lies. It keeps playing. Got Sozo. <laughs> keeps playing. You're going to figure it out. Just say, I'm going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. You will. You're, you're, you're going to get this. You're, you're, and and that's, that's just good news. The gospel's good news. So we thank you, Lord, for tonight. We thank you for every person who's in the room. Thank you. There's nobody here by accident. Thank you for an impartation of hope. Thank you for an impartation of joy. Thank you, Lord, just for supernatural grace to change the channel. Thank you for the grace to celebrate progress, not perfection, as we go higher in what you're calling us to do. 
Thank you, Lord, just for the mighty spiritual weapons of declarations and laughter to pull down strongholds. Thank you for the nature of faith, Lord, of believing and talking higher than what we're experiencing. Thank you for just radically doing something tonight. Thank you there's people in the room who are, are, are going to a place that they never thought they could go in their lives. There's people in the room who, who are just, uh, you know, there's people in the room who might not even know Jesus, and tonight's just a good night to know Jesus. Tonight's just a good night, you know, and, um, and we want to just, if that's you, just before this meeting's over, find one of the leaders who are here and just say, hey, tonight's my night. I want to surrender. Anybody just, yeah, I just want to say that's you tonight. Just you're, you're here and you said, I'm just coming. And uh, yeah, we got one right there. We got any other? Yep. Whew. Anybody else? Anybody else? And maybe one of the team can just go pray for our, our brother there who's going to, and just... Powerful, powerful. Anybody else? Just wave at me if this is your night. You say, you know what? I need to be born again. I need to receive Jesus. I need this life. Yeah, thanks, Father. Well, if you receive the message tonight, just say, I receive it. it. I'll never be the same again. again. Something happened in me tonight. It was supernatural. supernatural. It's going to increase. It's going to influence the nations, and I'll never be the same again. Amen, amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise tonight. Yay! Freedom! Freedom! Woo! Yay! Yes! The walls are coming down. The walls are coming down inside of us, around us. Woo! Ha ha. Wow, 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 wow. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, someone just say fire. <laughs> say freedom. Breakthrough. No limits. Wow, amen, amen. Hey, team, come on up. And while they're coming up, we've got a slide or two. We just want to show you real fast. And then we're just, if you want to connect with our ministry, um, like I say, I do a weekly podcast, blog, travel itinerary. Um, we're doing a negativity fast, positivity feast coming up February 26th. Three levels. Maxine, we've got three levels. What yes, are they? We- we have three levels. The, the first level is free. You'll get an email to your inbox every day, and it has a powerful uh, lie to fast and a truth to feast on. And then the second level is, I think it's 35, and you get a PDF of his book, Igniting Faith in 40 Days, along with a small podcast. Um, and then the highest level is amazing. You actually get to pair with a beliefs trainer and get one-on-one personal training. It's three sessions, and it's awesome. It'll change your life. Yeah. We have Igniting Hope belief trainers. One of my visions is, is that belief training becomes more popular than physical fitness training. Nobody wants flabby beliefs. (laughs) And then we got a conference coming up April 23rd through 25th uh, in Reading. If you want to take a pilgrimage out there. (laughs) 
and it's a Thursday night through Saturday night, uh, and it's powerful. Wendy and I, my wife, will, what you heard tonight, we'll just expand that out for in about seven, eight sessions. We, we've done it years before, and it's powerful. And just a, a few books, just Wendy wrote a book called Victorious Emotions, uh, Framework for a Happier You. And then this is a book that we're doing with the fast, the Negativity Fast. Uh, it's the devotional Igniting Faith in 40 Days. So if you want that book, and sir, I'll give it to you right there. Yep, there you go. You can take it there. And then um, anybody's birthday today? Tomorrow? It's yours today? Tomorrow? She's pulling future experience. Well, I'll give it to you. Yes. Here you go, victorious emotions. And I asked my team if they would just pray over you tonight. We got Maxine, we've got Shane, we've got Josh, we've got Yaku, we've got Seattle, Texas, Pennsylvania, South Africa, third year students, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. They're on my team this year, and just wonderful people. And I asked them to pray over you and report <laughs> what they're hearing. You guys good? Yeah. So you start now, Maxine? Yep, sure. Um, while we're talking, we're actually also going to throw up a QR code. So oh, yeah. yeah, if you actually, a lot of you guys with your phones, if you put your camera up to that, it'll take you out to our website where you can sign up for getting um, our weekly like announcements. So when we have a new podcast or a new blog, um, information about when Steve is traveling to an area near you, that's a great way to get in, in touch. We also have a sign-up sheet at the resource table too. So. Ah, thanks for mentioning yeah. that. So we'll leave that up just for a few minutes yeah. here. And Awesome. All right. So we're just going to go down the line um, as many as we can get. So, um, yeah, I just thought this message tonight was so timely for you all because um, I heard these words for you guys, that there is hope for the hopeless, that you're never too far beyond the reach of God, and to just be at peace with knowing that you're exactly where you're meant to be in this season. Um, and I heard that there's a season of redemption over you, that things that were actually meant for harm are actually being turned to good right now, that there's an acceleration of that in your life, and that God is just re uh, releasing a fresh wind of hope for your future. So I just released that to you in Jesus' name. Yeah. Um, I got a word for the worship team community. I know it's a pretty large community. If you're on the worship team, not just on stage, but in a small group or a home group or another um, area in the church, would you stand up? Yeah, a lot of you. This is great. Yeah. Well, the Lord is highlighting each of you tonight and... Um, you know, besides the obvious um, for, for excellence and songwriting, um, those things are obviously on you guys and are going to increase. But I was hearing that God is pouring out His Spirit specifically to build community and fellowship as a team and a family um, amongst your, yourselves. And out of that is going to come this special sauce of worship. And it's going to be exported around the world. And when it begins to be exported, it's going to change you guys from the inside out as well. So we bless the worship in this house in Jesus' name. Yeah, I also felt to pray for the worship team. So if you're on the worship team, if you could come to the front. I just felt, there, if you haven't noticed, I just sense the spirit of impartation tonight and the, the Lord's presence. So we're going to pray. Also, if you've had... How many of you have had unusual prophetic dreams this week? Can you just raise your hand? Oh, that's a massive worship team. 
74 of you guys. Okay. Well, bear with me. Um, unusual prophetic dreams. Come on to the front. Yeah, well, we're going to just enjoy the presence of the Lord together. Um, he wants to pour a fresh spirit, a fresh anointing on us tonight. Also, if you are called to places... Um, give me a second. Places uh, Kazakhstan, uh, calling to the nations. Moscow, Honduras, Kazakhstan. Um, if you're called to uh, Senegal and Syria... Come to the front. The Lord just wants to encourage you and empower you. Yeah. All right. So I'm one person. If you are part of the volunteer team, come on front. We're going to do this together. The volunteer I just, prayer team? Volunteer prayer team. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say this. I hear the Lord wrapping you in a spirit of unity. You can just get in receive mode right now. Just expect the Lord to come. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. God, we thank you for the spirit of unity on this house. And if you're part of the crowd, just come together right now and just lay your, um, just reach your hands out, stretch your faith. God, we thank you for powerful impartation. God, we thank you that the yoke of unity that binds us together, as Psalm 133 says, that, that the spirit of unity is as precious as the anointing oil that flowed from Aaron's beard. I'd hear the Lord calling you a tidal wave, a mighty wave of the Holy Spirit, that you are way makers, that as you look to the way maker, he speaks to you and says, you are making a wave. A worship movement is being produced out of this house. Father, we thank you for anointing our lips, anointing our mind. Yeah, and uh, there's just been prophetic dreams. There's a calling on some of your lives. I just see uh, this creativity and technologies being released, uh, new technologies, wisdom and technologies. He's saying some of you that you are Daniels, and he is raising up Daniels. Yeah, Father, we thank you. Pour out your spirit. Yeah, just stay in receive mode if you're up here just right now. And just uh, obviously we have people praying, but you don't need someone to pray for you to receive. Something's happening. You're just coming forward. You just like I saw you walking deeper into the river of what God has for. And, and this, is, this, this atmosphere is pregnant with ideas, new ideas, impartations, breakthroughs. Uh, I just even see people uh, just receiving the Lord's forgiveness I see people forgiving others in their spirits. Uh, I, I see uh, just lives just falling off. People right here and promises rising up. Yaku, while they're just this is happening, what else you got? I'm just also hearing that this church will be known for the strong, healthy, and, pro and prosperous marriages. Yes. Divorce will no longer be known in your midst. You will be a house that's prosperous in your marriages. Husbands will love their wives. Wives will love their husbands to the next level. Release it in Jesus' name. I'm also hearing over you that God is going to give someone in this place to church blueprints for the cure for cancer. God is releasing blueprints, new ideas for the cure for cancer. Yeah, and along the lines of marriage, I heard that this is a church 
where single people who want to get married find a spouse. Yeah. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> and I'm not done with this word yet. So this is a good word. There's going to be some amazing marriages. This church is known for healthy, strong marriages. And I want to release that in the next five years, there's going to be at least 40 weddings in this church. a fresh grace for the gift of healing being poured out on everyone tonight. And especially if you actually have a burning in your hands, I feel like this is especially for you. So I just want to have you see that. And if you receive that, just say this after me. These hands are loaded. Hands are loaded. Amen. Yes, I've got a word burning in my heart. I'm, I'm hearing that God is going to do something unusual. I've seen it last night. He's going to do something unusual with a young working group in this church. Ages 18 to 14. If that's you, just jump up to your feet. Ages 18 to 14, the young working group in this church. What I heard for you is, guys, I'm seeing the Spirit of the Lord is hovering over you. The Spirit of the Lord is brewing, is birthing something fresh in the young working church, in this church. And what I'm seeing is that God is going to birth a new Jesus culture movement through you. He's raising up spiritual sons and daughters, and you're going to become famous, and you're going to impact the nations, and, and you, you're going to have a sale because the Beatles had in, in, in America. So God is raising up and setting you free. Thank you. Someone say, wow. Wow. And uh, th this is a little bit unusual. Um, I was hearing that um, someone in here is going to develop a playground. How, how many of you played on a playground as a kid? Or this last week? Um, swing sets, sandbox, the whole deal. Someone in here is going to get an idea for a playground business, and you're going to develop dozens of playgrounds around Austin, and they're going to create spaces of safety and community transformation for children and whole families. Yeah, and I'm just hearing for you guys that the lid is off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just heard that things are actually going to start clicking into place for you. There's actually going to be like a domino effect. It's actually not even going to be anything that you really do. It's you really just like press one thing, then everything just starts going and just accelerating. So I just bless you with that in Jesus' name. Wow, it's so good. I'm also here. Give it to Yaku. He's got another one. I'm going to say something first. Yeah, that guy, guy's on fire over there. Just you know, this team. By the way, I'm, I'm just hearing this and that. Um, yeah, I love Holy Spirit fire, but also really love belief fire. I want, I, I want to carry belief fire wherever I go because of my beliefs. Fire. Just people just get lit on fire accidentally because of me. And I just see the Lord just, uh, just even with people who are here tonight and within the sound of our voice, the Lord is going to give you revelation on belief fire, yeah. on bringing fire not just based on something outside, you know, trying to pull it or even releasing rivers of water, but actually coming from how you think. 
and that your thinking is, you know, just this whole meeting was just about your thinking going to another level. But even right now, I just see Holy Spirit just uh, igniting people's minds. He's actually kind of doing like brain surgery uh, on people. And, and, and just the, there's a whole new, um, there's a whole new breed of hope-filled Christian that's just, that's getting released upon the, the world. And you guys are, are, there's people in this room who are going to take the hope message where nobody's ever taken it before. And, 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 and you're going to bring, you're going to go up to the headwaters of hope and bring something down that's going to revolutionize this nation and the nations of the world. So bless you. Yaku, what do you got? Yeah, go. I'm just hearing that this church, Bethel Austin, is a Isaiah 35 church. That you've been established here as a highway for the kingdom of God. And I just want to declare this over you, that you're going to give people easy access to God. Where people are going to be restored. Where weak people are going to be strengthened. Where the sick are going to be healed. And where provision and abundance will replace lack in every family and life. Isaiah 35 Church, in Jesus' name. Wow, wow, wow. Well, we, we bless you. I don't know, who, who's, who's helping direct right now? <laughs> Is there anybody still standing? You know. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.